up and to the right Q&A, our, our first expert Q&A. We've got Kevin McEwen here who's going to talk about uh, running a sales team in a pandemic. So Kevin, um, really quick, introduce yourself, your team, like who you guys sell to, sell to, that type of thing. Sure, absolutely. So I head up the sales team here at Mailgun. We're based in San Antonio, Texas, and also in France. Uh, we are a team of about 20 in terms of total sales reps. Uh, that's both new acquisition and install base. And we sell a platform that basically helps companies get their email out faster. So we typically are selling it to the marketing team or the product dev team, whoever owns email sending within the business. Got it. Cool. Okay. Um, real quick, just because I'm curious, how do you have that team segmented out? You said it's 20 folks and you've you got some people in France. Um, what are the what are the roles and kind of how do you have it staffed? So in the U.S., we have a central sales team based in San Antonio, uh, and it's all you know basically uh, just accounts divided across all those people. There's a uh, ten in the U.S. and then within Europe, it's by country. So we have uh, a couple in the U.K., a couple in Germany, um, one in the Netherlands, one in France, one in Spain. So they're geographical over in Europe. <clears throat> cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we were going to talk about the pandemic stuff today. Um, pandemic stuff, the thing that has, has, <laughs> has incredibly impacted all of us. So, yes. um, you know, I know you just got started in this role not long before the, the pandemic hits. I mean, what's been the hardest thing for you managing your team during all this? And I'm curious also about like not just people, but operations and kind of how you've had to put all those pieces together. Yeah, I was literally two weeks into the job at Melbourne when we went to work from home. So I had barely gotten to know anybody in any depth at that point, didn't have a sense of people's work styles. So it was pretty challenging to go from basically being in the office a couple of days. I literally was in the office four days in two weeks, and then we went to work from home. So it was pretty difficult to get a sense of who was being successful, who was struggling, what their challenges were. I'd say the biggest thing I miss is being on a sales floor every day, being able to pan the floor and just look around and see how people are doing. You can see when people are maybe struggling with the demo or maybe they're in a bad mood because the demo just went the wrong way or they lost the deal. And being able to kind of see when people are having issues and need some, some help or assistance. And now everyone's virtual behind Zoom screens and uh, it's really hard to read when people need something. Uh, it's probably been the biggest challenge because I've worked in call in, in basically sales rooms, if you will, big sales centers with lots of people on phones all day long. And now we're all working from our bedrooms or living rooms or wherever. And it's really hard to get a sense of where people are at in their day and their lives. <clears throat> well, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, so how have you tried to address that? Like, have you changed your coaching style or, or changed like what your expectations are for people to uh, to share with you more specifically what's going on yeah one of the biggest things that we did is we've moved to a daily 8 30 stand-up um over zoom and um some days it has formal structure whether it's you know deals for the week or something else maybe it's a, a tutorial on something new we build out in salesforce but we get everyone together at 8 30 every morning for 50 to 20 minutes sometimes it's just talking about how the week is going and high points low points other times it's more structured like deals for the week or pipeline review things like that but just getting everybody together uh just to basically see each other face to face and get a sense of how people are doing you can tell a lot based on how their you know their their visuals are their facial reactions and things uh we had one this morning in fact where uh we we uncovered a pretty significant problem with uh onboarding we have 
two different products and uh, one was an acquisition and the onboarding process was quite a bit different than our traditional onboarding process and it was causing confusion for the reps who are just learning to sell this product. So typically that would have been a lot easier to figure out in the office, but um, you know, now in this virtual world, it just, the only way they get to bring it up is through this sort of daily call. So. Okay. Um, I mean, I think we're all trying to figure that sort of thing out right now. So what, um, you know, think, you know, that's been the last six months. Have you kind of fast forward to the next six months? What do you, what kind of expectations are you setting with your team right now about what you think the next six months are going to hold? Is it, is it more of this? Are we going to get back in the office? What do you think? Yeah, that's a good question. So right now our, our viewpoint is through the end of the year, it will be virtual. That's our current guidance to our team. Um, I know in Europe, our teams are going to start to go back a little sooner because things are calmer there and they're going to have um, sort of the ability to go, go in, go as they need to the office, not, you know, no required time. Uh, but definitely, you know, we, we know we're going to be in this through the rest of the year in the U.S. So trying to get a, a more regular cadence of, of how we do what we do and stay connected and keep track of expectations for people. Uh, it's hard to keep tabs on and how productive people are being when you can't see them every day and where they're running into roadblocks. And so trying to put things in place so we know when people are stuck or, or things are holding them up, that's probably our biggest challenge. So we know how we can help them and remove roadblocks because they can't just, you can't just look over and see that they're frustrated or stuck on something. Right. So um, aside from getting people together in a stand up, what else have you put in place to do that? Is there any, I guess, any tips or anything you've seen particularly work to try to make sure you're, you're understanding people's uh, status? Yeah, we, I mean, we obviously everyone's using Slack these days. We have a lot of Slack channels going on as, as everybody does. Um, trying to encourage the team to, you know, put things into Slack and escalate them to the right teams, whether it's product or support or finance or lawyer, so that we can get issues solved and we don't have to wait for meetings and stand-ups for that. Uh, Slack's been amazingly valuable in this process to kind of keep communication flowing. Uh, I think the other part of it is just making sure people understand that it's okay to escalate things at any point in time. And, you know, it's, it's not like you're working at home or at the office where it's easy for you to, uh, to, to make it clear to people you're having a problem. So definitely the Slack aspect's been big. That's I'd say probably the biggest thing. Um, the other thing that we're doing as a company that's not specifically to sales is our CEO hosts uh, Ask Me Anything session every week uh, that is scheduled for about 30 minutes. Um, some days, some weeks it has a structured uh, you know, format, uh, like one of the execs presenting about changes in their team. Other weeks, it's just a Q&A format and the team can submit questions to the CEO ahead of time. Um, for, for example, like the office opening is a topic we cover every couple weeks just to say, where are we at with the office and when is it going to open? So that, that's another big thing we've company that I think has really helped our employees out a lot. Working from home. Sorry. Working <laughs> from home. Was that a printout or were you getting like a fax there? Yes, we got homework. They just got printed out and uh, yeah, that was, that was a good little wonderful interruption of our, uh, our discussion. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that's, that's what we're all dealing with right now. Um, so, I mean, and so we talked about the, you know, kind of those six weeks, but like fast forward six years. I mean, are we, do you think there's, yeah. Do you think there's things that have come from this that are going to be permanent changes, uh, like for 
both your team and just revenue teams in general in general are are there things that are they're permanent about this that we've learned over the last six months that we're going to keep doing yeah it's it's been interesting for me i mean i'm an old school sales guy i started my my career on the road three or four cities a week uh and when i went to my the company previous to this which was my first pure inside sales role where we didn't travel a whole lot at all but we still were in the office every day together uh that was a big transition and now for me, going from that to a completely virtual, everyone work from home, it's been like three major changes uh, over the course of, of these last couple of jobs. And to me, it's, it's going to show me that we can be productive for anywhere. We can get, still get deals done and still work on, on big projects and big proposals and not have to be in a war room or in a big comp room, you know, hunkered around laptops. It can be done from home, uh, but you definitely have to make sure people are empowered with the right things. I know we ended up just doing a stipend for our employees to give them the ability to go buy some office things they need, maybe a desk or a monitor or whatever. Uh, Cause that's definitely the one thing I've seen is a lot of people weren't set up with great home environments for working. And so they had to go get provisioned with a laptop or whatever they needed. So, uh, but that's, I think the biggest thing for me is, uh, you know, we've been able to power through and have good months in spite of being completely, uh, you know, all work from home and all separated. Uh, but with the right tools and the right support and being attentive to your team, you can make it happen. Uh, you just got to be got to be super attentive. And we're lucky we have a good ratio of managers to to employees that we can do that. Uh, I'd say that's probably the, the biggest thing I would say that changes is that as you go forward, you really have to rethink the the ratio of how many people align to a manager in a virtual environment because it's a lot more taxing than in a face to face environment where it's easier to solve problems. <clears throat> I hadn't thought about that. So do you have a sense of what the optimal ratio was before and what you think the optimal ratio is now? What is the the overhead, yeah. uh, management overhead of being remote? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, I historically always had an eight to one mindset of like eight sales reps to a manager before you kind of hit that um, sort of critical mass of where they couldn't be effective. I honestly think that might need to be lower, like six to one in a, in a fully virtual model because there's just so much time you spend on slacks and, and shadowing calls. Uh, you have to do so much more shadowing to, to get a sense of how people are doing. You can't just be sitting, you know, in a pod with them and sort of watching their, uh, how their calls are going and see the body language of their calls to get a sense of whether they're doing okay or not. You actually have to either, follow the recordings over like chorus or join the calls yourself it's a lot more taxing to, to keep up a good feel of how people are doing and how their their mental state is and and whatnot <clears throat> so how do you um you know we've talked about that mental state and kind of just the challenges that you have like not being able to survey the sales floor right so the you know, it seems like the managers are a really, really important part of that. How do you manage your managers to make sure that they're, you know, staying attentive, they're staying plugged in, and they're also staying like, you know, up in, in this dealing with all of this, right? Because it's a challenge for them too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the key thing is um, making them feel empowered to be able to make decisions that they need to make without having to come ask for approval all the time. So giving them the delegation of authority that they need is a big part of it. And then also um, there's a lot of things that they maybe just don't know how to do. They haven't had to run in a situation like this before. So being able to make yourself available, you know, maybe it's eight o'clock at night when they need something or more than once a week, you know, sometimes you have to break from the once a week, one by one, 30 minutes scheduled <laughs> check-in and, and do 
you know, more frequent, you know, five minute Slack calls, whatever it is. But um, I, I think for me, when I look at my day, so much of my day is just impromptu interactions with people, whether it's my reps, my managers, or even, you know, cross supporting departments, just trying to get connected with people to get things done and move things along uh, versus letting all the email chains and Slack chains just go on in perpetuity. Uh, I think it's that picking up the phone, if you will, via Slack call or Zoom and getting them connected and just helping them out. Uh, that I think that's the biggest thing so they don't just get stuck. <clears throat> right. So I've, uh, I've known you for a while now and I know that you're, you can, uh, you can pull some hours when you need to. Um, not, not everybody is that much of a machine, but I, ask, you know, one theme I've heard in a lot of conversations I've had recently is this, you know, working from home is great, but the lines start to blur and like, yes. you know, you're, you're constantly on. Um, yes. and so, you know, you mentioned a lot of your day is, is kind of interrupted, like trying to make sure things get done and go through. How do you, how do you try to balance all of that, the interruptive stuff versus seeing where your team is at as a whole versus dealing with the fact that, uh, you know, your son might walk in the room at any minute and get his homework. And, and right? print his homework out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, for me, it's, I find that uh, beyond just COVID in general, being in the role I'm in, you have usually have a lot of meetings, and a lot of interruptions during the day. So you don't get much productive sort of thinking or, or, um, that type of work done. So for me, it's usually later in the evening when everyone's gone to sleep and it's quiet. It's, it's kind of the hour or two that I relish to kind of get my, my focus work done. Some people like to get up at six and, and do it in the morning, get up early and get that stuff knocked out. I'm a night person. So for me, it's, it's carving out an hour or two in the evening to kind of knock those things out um, because during the day, it's just every time you sit down to try and do 20 minutes of focus thinking, you know, 17 different Slack messages pop off or you know, something happens that you jump into. So uh, that's been the nature of my, my life and my career. And I've just kind of come to expect that I need to set aside that time to do those things. Right. I think that's, uh, that may just be true. Unfortunately. <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Um, I mean, there's some people that, that block their calendar, right? Like I have a couple of people that I work with that they'll lock their calendar and they'll hit, mute their Slack and, and whatnot for an hour, um, which, you know, is, I think is, it's okay in certain roles, but uh, when in a role like mine where, you know, I have to approve pricing or discounts or, you know, I'm standing between the, a person and their ability to get a deal through, I can't justify turning off, you know, the, the messaging for two hours and hold up their, their deal. That's not fair to them. So um, I feel like my role is different than maybe someone in an operations role or, or a finance role where, you know, not it's not going to be critical if they take an hour and block block messages it shouldn't hurt much of anything hopefully <laughs> so right but right um okay well so i really appreciate all of this i do have one last question i'm trying to yeah. um make sure that uh anybody who comes on and does the q a um if they've got anything that they want to talk about specifically um you know if you've got any open job recs or anything like that uh oh, cool. anything you want to anything you want to put out there to our, uh, <laughs> our adoring massive yeah audience? absolutely <laughs> well we are growing thankfully we've been able to hire all through covid which has been a blessing not in massive numbers but we have hired some reps some aes in london and, and this uh and two sdrs in london we just hired uh, three reps here in Austin, as well as uh, a CSM 
customer service manager. We do have uh, opens and openings right now. We have an AE, a CSM, and an SDR all here in either San Antonio or Austin. So continuing to scale the team, which is exciting. So always good to get resumes for, for anyone that's interested in those roles would be uh, appreciative. They're um, posted up on LinkedIn and also on our, our job site off of the Mailgun website. So that'd be great to get some attention on those. <clears throat> All right. Well, I, uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks for being our inaugural yeah. Q&A. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, appreciate experiencing it. this green screen that, that yeah. we set up. Um, I, I wore the right color shirt. It's yeah, wonderful. You did. It, 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 it. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate well, it. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, sir. All right. Have a good one. Right. Yep.